And then 14th in the final habit. This is definitely not the least important. This might even be most important. What are the best habits to form to help you lose fat, build muscle, and live longer? This is the Best You Podcast. My name is Nick Carrier, and I'm an entrepreneur and fitness trainer who has coached over 500 people through my program, The 10-Week Transformation. My mission is to make living a healthy lifestyle simple so you can look and feel like your best you. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to do an episode all about habits. A new year really is a great time because it gives us a chance to reset and decide on which habits we want to create, get rid of, or do more of. And today I want to tell you about 14 habits in particular that are key to losing fat, building muscle, and living longer. Now, I'm not saying that you should try to form all 14 of these tomorrow. Odds are you're probably already doing some. But the appropriate takeaway from this episode would be to choose two or three of them that you want to start doing or do more of and start tracking them a little bit more closely. These 14 habits are going to be broken down into three categories, nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle. Before I dive in, I want you to want to let you know that we just opened registration for the January 22nd, 2024, 10-week transformation just today at the time of releasing this episode. You can do it in person or virtually. If you need a kickstart at the beginning of the year, if you need someone to hold you accountable to your goals to make healthy living, not living a healthy lifestyle simple, then go to nickcarrier.com slash 10WT. Again, from January 22nd to March 28th is this 10-week transformation. Go to nickcarrier.com slash 10WT. Before we dive in, make sure you follow the podcast, subscribe on YouTube, and share it with a friend if you enjoy it. For now, it's time to dive into the 14 habits so you can look and feel more like your best you. All right, the 14 habits that you can start to form so you can lose fat, build muscle, and live a, live a little bit longer. Now, at the time of recording this episode, we are at the end of November of 2023, heading into 2024. This is the time where we start to take a look at the habits that we are doing, we're not doing, or that we want to do more of and start to adjust things around and plan accordingly for 2024. And I want you to make sure that you're on track with the knowledge that you have about what you're doing right now and what you might be missing and what you should start to be implementing. And so the 14 habits I'm getting ready to break down are going to be in three sections, nutrition, fitness, and then lifestyle. And then afterwards, I'm going to talk to you about how you should think about implementing these habits in order to achieve whatever your goals are. So let's dive in. There's going to be six nutritional habits to kick things off. If you're a note taker, this is very much a note taking episode. I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you and a lot of habits at you that you might like to write down. So the first nutritional habit is cooking at home. Think about cooking at home for five out of your seven dinners every single week and five out of every seven out of every seven lunches per week. Now, I know that you might be eating lunch on the road or at work, but can you still cook it at home and bring it in Tupperware? If you invest in a little travel cooler with an ice pack, oh my gosh, I mean, that is an absolute game-changing purchase that can transform the healthiness of your lunches. So five out of seven dinners and five out of seven lunches, can you cook those at home? That is a great nutritional habit to get formed if you have not formed that already. To be more specific for the next five in regards to what you should actually be eating and what you should actually be cooking, habit number two is protein intake. Can you eat 0.7 grams to one gram of protein per pound of your ideal body weight? Meaning if your ideal body weight is 150 pounds, can you eat anywhere from about 120 to 150 grams of protein per day? 
Now, for a lot of you, you're not going to be anywhere close to that. That's okay. Can you start off by getting 75 of grams of protein every single day or maybe 50 grams of protein every single day and then gradually bump it up to get closer and closer to that ideal number? Because again, if you don't get the 0.7 to 1 gram of protein per pound of your ideal body weight, are you going to die tomorrow if you don't get enough protein? No, but are you going to be living less optimally than you possibly could be? Yes. Are you maybe not maintaining or building the muscle that you could be maintaining or building? Yes. Is your metabolism maybe slowing down if you're not getting your ideal protein intake? Yes. Are your hormones, your hair, your skin, your nails, are all of your biology not optimized? Yes. So we want to gradually be improving our optimal protein intake and think of foods like animal protein, like grass-fed meat like pasture-raised and organic chicken, pasture-raised eggs, think wild-caught fish, think ground turkey. Those are some great animal options for protein for those of you guys who might be vegetarian or just looking for plant protein sources. Think edamame, which comes from soybeans. Think quinoa. Think lentils. I've personally never had things like tofu, so I know that I, that is a healthy, good source of protein for a lot of people who get them from plant sources and things of that nature. So, Number two is protein. Number three is optimizing your fiber intake. Anywhere from 25 to 35 grams a day, and there's no hurt in going above that 35 grams a day as well, so feel free to go well above that number, but if you can get up to 25 to 35 grams a day, that would be great. And where do you get fiber? Things like vegetables, fruits, things like starches like quinoa, lentils, things like nuts and seeds, chia seeds, walnuts, almonds, things like sweet potatoes. Make sure you're checking the ingredients labels or the nutrition uh, labels of the foods that you're eating and see how much fiber is in certain foods that you're consuming. Usually it's in whole foods, not packaged foods. If packaged foods are completely stripped of their fiber, so you want to make sure you're eating whole real foods to get to that 25 to 35 grams of fiber per day. Number four is optimizing your vegetable intake by having at least three and then maybe up to seven cups or servings of vegetables per day. Now that can be vegetables in your smoothie in the morning, that can be vegetables in your omelet, that can be just a plate of Brussels sprouts, that can be some broccoli, asparagus, spinach, other lettuces, bell peppers, cauliflower, carrots, cucumbers, you name it. See if you can get in three to seven cups or servings of vegetables per day. Number five is fruits. Can you get in two to four cups or servings of fruits per day? Now the best kind of fruit that you can have is going to be berries, whether that's blueberries, strawberries, raspberries, blackberries. I also love apples. I love bananas, things like kiwis. There's so many different types of fruit that you can start to integrate into your everyday life as well. So fruits, two to four cups or servings a day. Number six, this is the last nutritional one that I personally recommend. And that's going to be optimizing your omega-3 intake. I'm not going to dive into the science of it today, but what does that look like? eating wild-caught fish two times per week, maybe supplementing with omega-3, with an omega-3 supplement three times a week. There's plenty of great omega-3 supplements out there, whether it's fish oil, whether it's capsules, but supplementing it for an additional three times a week, and then also getting omega-3s from things like nuts and seeds two to three times per week. So again, some of these whole food options to optimize your omega-3 intake from kind of like most amount in my highest preference to my lowest preference. Wild-caught fish, cod liver oil or fish oil, another kind of supplement, maybe ground flaxseed, walnuts, and grass-fed meats. Okay, so those are your six nutritional habits that I recommend that you either start to 
look at or start to improve upon if you're not already optimizing these these different areas of your nutrition. And again, don't choose all six of these to start doing if you're not doing any of them at the moment. Odds are you might be pretty close on some of them, but you might find one or two of them that you want to start improving upon. So those are the six nutritional habits that I recommend to help you lose fat, build muscle, and live longer. Now we're going to get into two fitness habits and I'll dive into deeper into each one of them. So first one is going to be resistance training. How much? I would recommend at least, at least, at least resistance training two times per week. I would personally recommend that you do more like three, four, maybe five, depending on whatever your goals are, but two to four times of resistance training per week. Now, if you're looking to build a particular muscle group, depending on your level of fitness and your experience with fitness, you need to, generally speaking, get 10 to 25 sets in of that muscle group in order to build that muscle. More like 10 sets if you're a little bit more on the beginner side of resistance training, more closer to 20, 25 sets if you're on the more advanced side of resistance training. And when I say number of sets, those number of sets need to be tough working sets when you are getting close to failure, when you are really pushing the the needle with the amount of weight that you're using and pushing the reps that you're actually doing. So you're not finishing a set where there's a little bit of a burn, a little bit of a pump, but it wasn't all that challenging. You need to really be pushing it on those 10 to 25 sets per week on the body parts that you are looking to grow. The other thing that I would say resistance training wise is some of the major lifts that you should be doing are your squats, your deadlifts, your presses, and your rows. So squats, there's all kinds of different forms of squats. There's traditional barbell back squats, there's dumbbell goblet squats, there's sumo squats, there's single leg squats, there's pistol squats, there's elevated squats, all kinds of different squats that you can be doing. Deadlifts, you can do a barbell deadlift, you can do a hex bar, you can do dumbbell deadlifts, you can do single leg deadlifts, all kinds of deadlifts that you can do that are very beneficial. Then your presses, think lying down bench press with barbells or dumbbells. Think standing up overhead press with barbell or dumbbells or machines, those will work great as well. And then lastly, your rows. Think about your pulling exercises. That can be a simple standing bent over row with barbells or dumbbells. That can be a a pull down exercise with a cable. That can be pull-ups. Any kind of rows will be a great type of exercise as well. So again, resistance training, two to four times a week, for muscles in particular that you're looking to grow, 10 to 25 working sets a week, and then those major lifts of squats, deadlifts, presses, and rows are where you're going to get your most bang for your buck for resistance training. So that's the first of your two fitness habits. The second is going to be cardio training. I recommend one to two times a week of intervals, meaning when you're getting your heart rate elevated and then letting your heart rate recover to a certain extent. And those one to two times a week I would recommend 30 to 45 minutes. Give yourself a good solid five minute warm up or so, and then get your heart rate elevated for three to five minutes, then maybe let it come down for one to three minutes, and then get it back up for three to five minutes, and then let it come back down for one to three minutes. There's infinite numbers of styles of, you know, hit is what a lot of people would call it, high intensity interval training, but just ways that you can break up your high intensity intervals in your cardio. You can go to a track, you can do some sprints, you can do a traditional sprinting the straightaways, a nice slow jog around the corners, sprint the straightaways and do that a handful of times, but one to two times a week of interval training where you get your heart rate elevated to a higher level, like a zone, 
high zone three, zone four, maybe even zone five. And then the other part of cardio training would be one to two times a week of steady state cardio. When you're doing something for a longer period of time and your heart rate stays at a relatively steady rate, like zone two or zone three. And you could do that by simply going on an inclined treadmill and walking for 30 to 45 minutes. You could be going outside for a nice, easy, light jog of 30 to 45 minutes. I would recommend that you keep your heart rate in the following range. If you take 180 minus your age, that should be right around where you keep your heart rate at from the top level perspective. And then 180 minus your age minus 10. So let's say you're 30 years old. 180 minus 30 is 150. If you could keep your heart rate in between 140 and 150 for that steady state cardio, then you're going to really get the bang for your buck, the benefits of being in that zone two, zone three cardio state. So those are the two fitness habits I recommend. The resistance training two to four times a week with those other details, and then the cardio training one to two times a week of intervals, one to two times a week of steady state cardio. Now, we're eight out of the 14 habits down. The last section is going to be lifestyle habits. But before we dive into lifestyle habits, I want to remind you that we just opened registration for the January 22nd, 2024, 10-week transformation. Like at the time of the release of this podcast, we are opening up registration for that 10-week transformation. You can do it in person in Nashville or virtually. So if you need a kickstart at the beginning of the year and you need somebody to hold you accountable for your goals and you need to learn how to make living a healthy lifestyle simple, then go to nickcarrier.com slash 10WT. This program will go from January 22nd to March 28th. Again, go to nickcarrier.com slash 10WT. Okay, eight habits down. We've got six to go and these are all lifestyle habits. Number nine is going to be walking 8,000 plus steps a day for six plus days a week. Now, I personally, I'm going to give you a little bit of my experience with some of these lifestyle habits. I personally don't track my steps right now. I don't have a wearable piece of technology that tells me what my steps are at. However, I know that really four of my seven days a week, there's absolutely no question that I get way beyond these 8,000 or 10,000 steps a day because of how much I am moving around when I'm doing my coaching. And then on the other days, I'm trying to just be mindful of when I'm done with my workout for that day, then I'm also getting up, moving around, taking a walk if I need to, and I feel like I'm a little bit sluggish. So 8,000 plus steps a day, six days a week. Number 10, I've, over the last probably two months now it is, been starting to, to, to do cold showers. Now, not the entire shower. That would be miserable. That would be masochistic. I personally finish my shower with one to three minutes of cold. But to be completely transparent, right now I'm doing a minute and a half of cold. I've been building up. I started at a minute, then it was a minute 10, then a minute 20. Now I'm at a minute 30. And I've done this basically seven days a week for the last two months. And I really love it. The way that I do it is at the end of every single shower, I well, I start off by putting my phone, my timer right by my shower so I can see a stopwatch when I'm doing this. But I step in the side of my shower where the water's not hitting me, I turn all the way down to cold, then I start my timer, then I go in and I sit there for one minute to right now one and a half minutes. But one to three minutes, you'll get good bang for your buck. So that's cold showers. Habit number 11 is grounding for eight plus minutes for at least four days a week. Now, all grounding is is going outside and putting your bare feet to the earth. That really allows you 
to discharge your magnetic field. I don't think discharge your magnetic field is probably the exact right terminology. This is not my area of expertise, so I'm not going to be able to go into as is great of detail as a lot of people could, but you could look up people who explain grounding in a high level of detail. But basically you are discharging your magnetism into the earth earth and changing the pH of your body. So grounding eight plus minutes, four days a week. And the way that I do this is I usually do it maybe after I exercise before I go shower, because if my feet get dirty, then I want to hop in the shower right afterwards. Habit number 12 is water intake or hydration. Can you drink half of your body weight in ounces of water? And then I would add on top of that, plus an additional 16 ounces per hour of exercise that you do that particular day. The way that I more seamlessly integrate this into my lifestyle is I always drink 16 ounces of water first thing in the morning. Right when I wake up, I brush my teeth and I go grab 16 ounces of water and drink it while I'm getting ready. Then I always have a full 16 ounces when I'm working out, then I always have a full 16 ounces with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Now, if I can just get those five different times of 16 ounces of water, that right there is 80 ounces for me, which is right under half of my body weight. But usually I'm getting in an additional one, two, three cups a day outside of that as well. Number 13, habit-wise, is going to be finding a stress management habit that works for you. Now, for everybody, this is going to be a little bit different. This might be breath work. This might be meditation. This might be visualization. I think for me, kind of my stress management practices are reading. It's practicing gratitude. And it's practicing shifting my perspective around things that kind of cause me stress. And then 14th in the final habit, this is definitely not the least important. This might even be most important, but it's to get high quality sleep. And I recommend seven plus hours every single night to the best of your ability. Again, if you're currently at struggling to get five or six hours of sleep, improve it. Get six hours every single night or five and a half hours every single night, but try to find a way to improve on your sleep if that is an area of struggle for you, which I know it is an area of struggle for a lot of us. Now, the way that I want to kind of segue from here is I gave you a lot of great habits. This was a lot of information in a very short period of time. Again, the way to implement this is not to try to improve all 14 right now. It's to pick two or three that speak to you or that you feel like would really be beneficial to you or you feel like you're really lacking in right now and work to improve those. And then how do you actually take these habits and apply them to a particular goal? That is my freaking expertise. The 10-week transformation, the goal-setting framework that I have built out and that I have worked with five over 500 people with to achieve their goals is an absolute gem, and I'm going to break it down for you to give you an exact example of how you can apply this to your goals. So the little five-step process starts with building your big. This is your why behind your fitness, and I have a specific example of a current client that I'm working with in the 10-week transformation his big, his why behind health and fitness and why he's prioritizing it right now. And it reads like this. I'm doing the 10WT because I want to develop a holistic skill set to setting and maintaining a healthy, sustainable, and consistent approach in all facets of my life. I want this because I want to avoid being overweight, unhealthy, unhappy, and unsatisfied when I'm older. 
there are a lot of things that I still want to achieve and a vision I have for myself when I'm 50 and 60 years old. And I can't get there at my current standard operating procedure. I want to be the type of person that has the energy, focus, and emotional connectivity to live a life where I'm able to fully engage with those that I love and provide for emotionally, physically, and financially for my, for my girls, my wife, and my kids. Those are a few sentences that are emotionally jam-packed to keep this guy motivated in hitting his weekly routine one week at a time. So that's building out your big. It's building out a few sentences that are emotionally packed as to why health and fitness is so important to you. Step two is set your success indicator. This is a very specific goal, metric, and finish line that you're trying to attain by a particular date. This is nobody's in particular. Just an example might sound like decrease my weight from 190 to 180 by March 28th. Another one be could be to increase the number of push-ups that I can do in a row from 10 to 20 by March 28th. Then that's your, your success indicator. That's your goal. Step three is to identify your progress indicators. These are your weekly goals. These are the habits that we kind of just talked about. And so this is where you would choose two or three of those habits and put this into this section. Now, the next three habits are key. If you're listening to this episode and in 2024, you want to lose fat and build muscle, these three habits might be the three habits that you need to track on a more regular basis. First one is eat. And I, I throw out, I threw out relatively random numbers for these, for this first one, but it can very much vary based off of where you're currently at, your body size and your goal. First one, eat 120 grams of protein and 40 grams of fiber seven days a week. If your goal is to lose fat or build muscle and you can hit your protein and your fiber markers, I guarantee you're going to be well on your way. But change that protein number based off of your body size as well. But I have eat 120 grams of protein and 40 grams of fiber seven days per week. That is not for me. That is just for a individual probably who would be around 120 to 150 pounds. Number two, do three one-hour strength training workouts and two 45-minute cardio workouts each week. And then the third progress indicator is walk 10,000 steps or more six-plus days a week. Once you have your goal, then you set those two or three weekly goals, those habits that you believe will get you to your goal. So set those, whatever those look like for you. The fourth step is setting up your scoreboard, meaning you create some way to track your progress, both on your overall weight and on those weekly habits, that protein, fiber, those workouts, and your steps per day. Create a, a means through which you can see your progress on that and you update that thing regularly, daily would be my recommendation. And then fifth and finally, you want to plan your pills. Pills is an acronym that I created that stands for the purpose is to increase the likelihood that you're successful. So pills help you to get your progress indicators done. Pills make it more likely that you eat the protein and fiber. It makes it more likely that you get those workouts in. It makes it more likely that you hit your number of steps. So for example, if your weekly goal is to eat 120 grams of protein, 40 grams of fiber, seven days per week, then a pill might sound like I'm going to make a grocery list of what all I need and I'm going to go grocery shopping on Sunday at two. Another pill might sound like I need to pack my lunch four days this week so I can hit that 40 grams of protein at lunch. Another example of a pill might be 
for my working out progress indicator, if my goal is to do three one-hour strength training workouts and two 45-minute cardio workouts, then maybe I need to plan out my workouts and block them off on my calendar. That could be a pill. Another pill could be, I know that Sunday's cardio workout that I usually do is the toughest one to get in, so I'm gonna make sure I stop drinking by 6 p.m. on Saturday night so that I feel good on Sunday to get my cardio session in. And then if one of my other weekly goals is to walk 10,000 steps or more, six plus days a week, a pill might sound like after each meal during the weekday, I'm gonna go on a 20 minute walk and that will increase the likelihood that I get those number of steps. Y'all, today was a jam packed episode. Lots of information, lots of numbers. Don't let it overwhelm you because you don't need to be doing all of this stuff now. With those 14 habits, I am not doing all 14 of those habits right now. I'm looking at them and scrolling through them right now. I'm probably doing nine to 12 of them pretty darn consistently. And so that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I would recommend that you, again, select two or three of those that you wish to improve on. Determine how much you want to improve on those by putting specific quantitative measures on onto them and then creating that scoreboard that I broke down for you in that goal-setting framework. I promise you, this is what it takes to lose fat, build muscle, and live longer. Intentional, intentional living, mindful living in these different areas of nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle. Remember, if you need a kickstart at the beginning of 2024, registration for the January 22nd 10-week transformation is officially open. Go to nickcarrier.com slash 10WT to sign up today. This program will go from January 22nd to March 28th. Don't miss out. If you're in Nashville, you can join in person. If you are not in Nashville, you can join virtually. If you're in Nashville, you can join virtually as well, but you go to nickcarrier.com slash 10WT. I promise I will hold you accountable to your goals. I promise that you will start to see and realize that living a healthy lifestyle can be both simple and enjoyable so that you can be the person that you want to be. You can be that healthy person and you can look and feel like the best version of yourself. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Subscribe on YouTube if you're watching there. Make sure you share this episode with a friend who's also working on their health and fitness goals at the end of this year and the beginning of next so that you and them can both get closer and closer to your best you.